I'm Anthony. And I'm Jason. And you're in Queer and Present Danger. (laughs) It's so funny doing this, like, staring you in the eyeballs. Thank you. (laughs) So for those of you who are um, just joining us, uh, (laughs) most of you will probably realize that the... It sounds a little bit different because, again, Anthony is back up in New York City. We're doing this uh, um, podcast kind of in the studio together, which is awesome. Totally. Um, the reason why Anthony has come all the way up to lovely New York City is for FlameCon. <laughs> FlameCon. The LGBT um, queer uh, Comic-Con convention in New York City that was run by Geeks Out, which is a queer geeks organization. Totally. Yeah. So be- before we get into the wonderful world of FlameCon, um, I want to check in with how are you doing? Oh my gosh. Um, I am so awesome right now. I don't know if FlameCon was the happiest place on earth and it, I'm just riding those yeah. vibes still. It was, it was funny because like, I remember last year at FlameCon, um, it was at this like weird... Uh, kind of like wedding venue and mm-hmm. um, everything was so new and there was things that were happening at the con that I had never seen at a con. Like what? Like preferred pronoun, preferred pronoun stickers that every, yes. every attendee gets just super awesome. So good. Um, every attendee can get. You can also choose to not have yes, a gender true. identifying sticker. Um, that and it was it, and it's just it's just like unlike any con that I've ever been to and so yeah. in, in so far as like just like how cosplayers are treated or how mm-hmm. just like the the vibe is just like is like it's awesome totally and so i remember the first year it was like everything was new and and fantastic totally. and i was like oh wow um and then now this year it was like oh yeah it was like old hat it was like oh yeah, yeah. and the the change of venue from um you know was so good yeah this time instead of being like in a wedding venue that was like a big empty room and terribly air conditioned it was so bad um it was in a proper hotel so you know you could get a hotel room for mm-hmm. the con which is like always fun to do it's very that's my dragon con tradition is to just find someone with a room and yeah nice. steal it uh yeah but but again, but again before we jump all the way into flame con i want i did want to check in on a few news items what would you like to check in on so the first thing i want to check on uh, is <laughs> um so th- this past week there was a big news in Marvel television world where uh, it was announced that uh, Marvel TV has inked a deal with Hulu, the TV streaming internet television provider that's owned by a conglomerate of or a consortium of different um, television companies. I think CBS, ABC, and NBC all own stakes in Hulu. Yeah, that's amazing, Jason. But what property could they have right. left to option to Hulu? So they have option. <laughs> I, I start trying for burying the lead right there. <laughs> they um, they have optioned Runaways. Ah! Ah! Oh so my gosh, Gert, old place. Ah, Nico, the feels. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, the Runaways was a, a comic that came out in like oh god, like two thousand like. It was while we were in college. Yeah, 2005 or 2006. Sure. Like, a long, (laughs) long time ago. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it was was kind of during Marvel's, like, uh, I think it was was kind of like dark days for Marvel at the time, because they were really doing a big push for new readership, Mm. especially young readers. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember the Young Avengers 
uh, books, at least the trades, were being packaged in these, um, and not the standard comic book size. There were these um, right. small manga the size. Manga size, yeah. And and uh, like manga was really really big, and and mm-hmm. I think the Western market, the Western comic market, was like, trying to figure figure, figure the manga, out, yeah, 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 figure out children, and figure yeah, out manga, yeah, and figure out yeah. what young people like, yeah. And, and it was one of the two young people teams. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know, Run- Runaways is about a team of, or actually, it's not even a team almost. It's, it's like a right. group of, 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 of rebellious teenagers who all discover mm-hmm. that their parents are supervillains mm-hmm. and they um, decide to um, run away, run away and team up to fight their parents. Yeah. Take down the crime that mm-hmm. is in their homes the whole time. Yeah. And so at the same time that, that the runaways were kind of like running away, um, <laughs> at, there was a- with success. Yeah. Um, there's also like the, I think the Young Avengers were also happening, yeah. you know, like their, their They're debut. Definitely contemporary. Yeah. So they were, um, oftentimes in my head, like I get the teams mixed up because yeah. they had so many crossovers and there were yes. so many different, like, you know, moments where, like, well, and it's funny because that first crossover was such a big success. Like, I feel like it yeah. was like a desperate, like, well, we could just throw these two teams together in mm-hmm. a book. And then it was, but amazing. I mean, not only was it, gr- I mean, not only did, was the crossover successful? Like each, it, it was weird because like, like each team had a magic user, each yes. team had a green scaly. Yes, uh, each team had like a you know. It was just like it was. Mm-hmm. It, I love. Um, there's in the second crossover that they did. Um, the plot was that like their gay couples got kidnapped. Yes. and there's this like scene of all the people lined up, and I think someone wrote in a, some one of the characters' speech bubbles. It's like. The, the straight characters all assemble to go save their queer compatriots. <laughs> um, and someone wrote in, like, let's go save our homos. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. I loved it. Yeah. So that, that being said, um, we're all super excited about Runaways. There's, there's yes, been very, definitely. very little news about what the show is going to be entail. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no showrunner that showrunner that's been attached. So everyone's kind of like, big question marks about yeah. what it is. And obviously, I think... Um, I have, I have pretty, I have pretty strong faith that they're not going to whitewash characters, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of Runaways is to not whitewash characters. I mean, like, they'll make Carolina Dean the whitest you can possibly have. And then they'll have to turn her into a rainbow. Yeah. And then, so my question is like, my big question is how they're going to handle the characterization of... Nico? Well, not only Nico. Okay. But Alex Wilder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I won't try, try. I'll try not to spoil anything. Do but. you think they'll go a different way than the comic book, right? Because we don't want to spoil, spoil anything. It. This comic that's been out for, for over ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> read your shit, people. But I guess, I guess the <laughs> a, a lot of things happen for that character. Yes, that um, aren't necessarily problematic. But it's that rep sweats type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you have to represent an entire community and yes. you're playing into stereotypes and that sort of thing. Yeah. Even though he's not Even in he's so not. many ways because, until he is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but that being said, all, all, again, all of this is complete speculation. Right. But um, yeah, guys, runaways. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so, so good. And, and, and the thing that I'm excited about, mm-hmm. runaways being on Hulu. Is I'm hoping that they're going to be able to have a tonal shift from the Netflix TV yes. shows. Yeah, yeah, because that's grimdark, and yeah. they don't need to be grimdark. No, it needs no. to be like light, like, like not even light. But I think it needs to be. It needs like I think it needs hopeful. To, I need. I think it needs to embody what Suicide Squad aspired to be. You know, like that kind of like like I I I think that like it needs to be like you know like bright and loud and like you no. Know, uh, 
just like a clash of energies and stuff like that. I don't, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I hope it. I hope it doesn't become like another CW show, right? You know, where yeah, I guess those are the hopeful shows. But it's not, it's also not, the it's not only hopeful, cliched. but it's like also like yeah, cliched and like kind of soap soap operas. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, like very kind of like really simplistic kind of like yeah. emotion. Have we seen Hulu original content? I mean, sorry, I haven't seen Hulu original content. Have you, Jason? Unfortunately, the ones that I have have not been. I've not been super impressed by. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, do you think they'll have Zavin? <laughs> that's all I care about. Yeah, I just I know. want Zavin. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, again, this is, again, that's kind of a spoiler. Um, uh, Zavin is a super is a super scroll in training who joins the team, kind of. Um, in the second or third arc, yeah, and um, they are the second or third volume, right? Vo- second oh, volume, yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 like yeah. it, cl- it stops. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's still fine. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the second or third volume, and it. Uh, I think it was during. Was it during Joss Whedon's run on Runaways? Or that not? what? That Zavin showed up? No, 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 no. no. Before all Joss Whedon did was Clara. Oh. Oh right, I go back in time. Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. Yeah, I was. He was right off of like astonishing X Men, where people were like, "Yeah, you shake gold, don't you?" Yeah, and then it's like, "No, no, you don't. You just stumble into it sometimes." Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the point of that was uh, was oh, so Zavin, right? So Zavin is uh, Carolina's eventual kind of like romantic interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but what, what was really interesting about Zavin at the time um, is that they were one of like, the few represent representations of like a trans or gender fluid character definitely gender fluid yeah and and granted like it, it's like there's again that tired tired trope of trans characters as shapeshifters yeah um which is you know its own bag of tricks right. uh but i think what was kind of nice about it was that um like uh zavin was never like I feel like a lot of the other shapeshifters who are who kind of have that that, that gender fluidity mm-hmm. for like Mystique for for example, right? It's like like the, the, the it's shapeshifting. Yes, it's yeah. all about lying, right? Exactly. And Zavin lies with your body. Yeah, yeah. And I, and and the interesting was that like you know thing was that you know so many of you know the so many of those characters that that we that we know um, who who do that transgender fluid shapeshifter thing kind of are socialized in our society. But Zavin was socialized in scroll society. Right. And where so, shapeshifting is normal. Where shapeshifting is normal and um gender is super fluid. And so Zavin's like, I don't understand why everyone's like freaking out when right. I'm Yeah. When I have tits. Exactly. Because it's like I yeah. could have tits or I could have a When I date my girlfriend, yeah. I'm a girl because yeah. she likes girls. And exactly. Like I don't have when we go on heists I do whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. So yeah, I hope I don't I don't know if he'll I mean Zavin I mean and the Zavin scroll, is the best. Zavin is the best, but also like the scrolls are true not in the cinema. Well but no, they don't right have now. to make it a scroll, right? They can just make it anything, I yeah, guess so. An alien. They can call it scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that being said tired. Hurrah, I I can't wait for the soundtrack to that show. Ooh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Totally. Do oh yeah, you don't we don't know if anyone's attached to it at all. Okay. It would be great if BKB could come back and do stuff with it. Yeah. I actually also just recently found out not a recent, like a a year or two ago, I found out that like my boss is like friend he's like best friends with BKB's brother. And so therefore like They like go to cookouts together. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so evidently my boss frequently hears about like the the things he's working on. Yes, before they get to the public. And I'm like, so yeah. Yeah. Evidently he read Queen and Country before Queen and Country came out. What? Not fair. Oh my god. Right, I know. That's like, insane. Super insane. You need to like hack his PDF reader. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So but that was our check in. And now so uh FlameCon. FlameCon. This is the second Flame year FlameCon happened. Yes. <laughs> FlameCon 2. FlameCon 2. Flamening. Yes. The uh, Lost in New York. Very nice. Lost in New yeah. York. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, wait, what were your thoughts, uh, Anthony? I loved it. One of the things that I really love about FlameCon is actually meeting the Geeks Out staff that mm-hmm. I sort of interact with on a sort of regular basis because I post to Geeks Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it's fun to finally meet them and you know uh it's always great to catch up with you that's the other thing that i get to do with playing we get to table together for a weekend yeah. and that's great um and they always there's always such cool fun queer people yeah. there to get to know yeah um, yeah how are the how are the um the panels because i did not get to a single one what yeah oh my gosh i was supposed to be there so you could uh, okay <laughs> uh, i did sell a lot of my books though so i'm very happy with that yeah, yeah. very successful good job high five touch <laughs> <laughs> um that's called a sound effect <laughs> um so yeah we moonlight as foley artists for no one <laughs> For no one. <laughs> For us. <laughs> uh, be the Foley artist you want to see in the world. Yeah. Um, the panels were good. They got really awesome, smart uh, creatives or um, just awesome people to be on these panels. I went to two panels. Um, oh, three, I guess. Um, I went to a Quirinocopia, which was just a panel about spotlighting some of the creators that were tabling at the event, and they shared like an excerpt from their works, and that was awesome. I found this awesome author whose name I can't remember, um, and if I speak loudly enough, maybe you won't hear me rustling in the bag. Too Russell, 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 the... <laughs> Russell, 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 Russell. Oh, I'm so glad I have a Foley artist here. Oh, no. Definitely. Whatever. That was definitely <laughs> going to happen. Okay. Um, whenever uh, you give me your paperback books, I am definitely going to uh, mess them up. Okay. So I got uh, Brian Olson's The Dystopia Spell, which uh, is about robot pirates. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. Are they at least in space? I don't... They're on water. Oh, but they're actual pirates. In space. space pirates. Uh, I'm not going to say one way or the other until I have a firmer (laughs) grasp on what the plot of this book is. Um, But he did a reading and it was great. And I was like, definitely buying that book. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to, um, someone asked me to cover the subversive fanfic panel, which was so good. Early listeners of our podcast will know that we love fanfic. (laughs) OG listeners. Yeah, OG (laughs) listeners. Um, yes, we do. We love some subversive fan fiction. And it was great. They talked about a whole bunch of stuff. And people, um, one of the things that was explained was Omegaverse. Do you know? I have no idea what that is. I didn't know what it, I didn't know what the phrase Omegaverse meant, but I did know what it was when they explained it. So it's the Alpha, Beta, Omega. Oh, yes. I do know what this is. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's, it's, uh, out of Teen Wolf. Uh, definitely 
resonate. Definitely okay, Teen the, Wolf is the epicenter oh, of it. okay. I, I don't know what the origin is. It's probably Teen Wolf. Yeah. But, um, because they code everyone yeah. that way and... Because the whole yeah. the whole idea is for the our listeners, so like alpha, so it's all around werewolf culture, right? It's a right. werewolf stuff. Yeah, and so um, and then and then of course, like they they like to say you can change the rules. Yeah. So, but, but so but within the subgenre, yeah, like, like you know the characters are usually werewolves or right. interacting right. with werewolves, um, and so within this were, werewolf cultures, there there are alphas who are like in charge. Yeah, the uh, alpha males. Yeah. yeah, and then there are betas who are subordinate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like. I think it harkens a lot back to, or resonates with, like, BDSM culture. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, doms and subs. Or, yeah, just dominance and submission yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and, uh... And there's Omegas, and who then Omegas. are total subs. Yeah. Oh, is that what they are? I don't right? know. Yeah. I... I know very little about... <laughs> and then there is Nodding. Not, not like Notting Hill. I mean, no. maybe there's a lot of, of Notting Happens in Notting Hill. If Notting Hill yeah. were about that, that would be a yeah. much more interesting yeah. movie. So for for um, those of you listeners who are not either veterinarians or <laughs> furries, and no no shade on furries. No, or veterinarians. Or veterinarians. Maybe a little bit shade on veterinarians. <laughs> we have great veterinarian friends. But shout out to Shanna. Shout out to Shanna. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so, so nodding, um, so the, the knot refers to kind of like the base of the canine reproductive, male repro- reproductive organ, mm-hmm. um, which is, is like a knot. And the reason why it's a knot is... It like swells up so it can't it be removed. It swells up, yeah. So like when intercourse happens, it kind of swells up so it kind of locks in place in mm-hmm. the canine vagina. Or the canine orifice. Right. And so the idea is that, like, it's locked in place and the, and the submissive partner can't run away. Right. And so nodding is, is kind of, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, I've actually never read any, like, Alpha, Beta, Omega universe. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I feel like I have, but I don't recall so anything I don't, it's about basically nodding. Like, I, I mean, like, I, I know, learned I what it was because I wanted nodding, to know, but. Yeah, I don't know how nodding is different from just, like, fucking. Right. It's, <sighs> is it, is, is it about, like, because there's something about like, like ownership I don't know or how or like long domination. It it it's an interesting thing in that it forces the coupling to remain for an extended period of time. So I think there mm. is stuff about it kind of being a semi permanent okay. physical change, uh-huh. um, and you can write stories around that. So you have conflict with like. You can't go anywhere yeah. because you're locked into fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, I don't know if I've ever really read. I must have read something to know that much, um, or maybe I'm just making it up, which I is think something I've, I do yeah. regularly. Yeah, I, I, uh, I most of the time when I when I, when I read fanfic, I just spend most of the time just scanning through lots of different synopses. Yes, and yes. I never actually end up reading anything. Not reading, not reading. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That was the other interesting thing that I love about. Um, fan fiction panels is there are people there who read so much mm-hmm. just and read like really read not just the synopses but will read the entire story and they're full of people who are wells of information wellsprings of information um yeah and so we talked about a whole bunch of stuff like that mm-hmm. um another interesting thing that got raised was and maybe this is what i was trying to say when we started talking about nodding um was that um, those stories will often have mpreg elements, so mm. male pregnancy elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and this 
awesome con attendee who I needed to get her name and like Instagram and everything from, but I did not, um, raised the point that that's, that stuff is transphobic mm. or is often transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the panel talked about that and they talked about, there is like, uh, fan fiction that has trans elements where like mm-hmm. styles is trans. And mm-hmm. so like Derek can impregnate him, mm-hmm. um, because he, has the reproductive appro- organs yeah, yeah uh-huh. reproductive organs exactly um and so it was so interesting to hear that because um you know it's great when you get in a room with a bunch of different expressions of humanity and you mm-hmm. learn new things because that had not occurred to mm-hmm. me i was like yeah definitely knock up styles that sounds awesome um <laughs> and then like the idea that no 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 there is a styles out there who should be in this story it shouldn't just be like you know the yeah whatever version we assume Styles mm-hmm. is um, from the context of the television show. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was great. Um, yeah, people talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Like, evidently, there was Aaron Burr fan fiction back in the day. Whoa. I know. Deep callback. Um, and then they talked about Spock, and there was this great picture of Spock in chains. Um, and <laughs> uh, they touched on this picture of uh, Justin Trudeau looking at Obama that people had put lots of hearts on, and that was hilarious I get if all squicky. Kinds of, yeah, I get, yes. I get super squicky with, with real per, real people slash. Exactly. Or real people exactly. thick in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, these are, you know, people with like real emotions and real, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like... Yes, yeah. it's problematic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, and especially when it's like children. Like, oh, or, God, you know, like people yes. who are not or, or have just right. recently become legal adults. It's like, like all, all the, all the, you know, um, One Direction stuff. It was like, oh yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really feel, I didn't feel good about. It. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's interesting because fanfic. One of the things they talked about is that fanfiction is something that's accessible at an early age, mm-hmm. and it's a way that people experiment with their sexuality and explore their fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that way, it's kind of a mad science lab. And so, like that story about getting with one direction is written from the perspective of a girl who mm-hmm. goes to school with kids who could have been in one direction. Yeah. Um, and yes, it is focused on a guy and, but it's her personal fantasy, but it's made public and entirely accessible. So it's mm-hmm. a weird sort of form of telepathy, mm-hmm. um, which I all will, I will always draw the comparison to telepathy if I can. So, uh, <laughs> it's probably not a good analogy, but I am reaching for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it was so interesting hearing from the panelists how much fan fiction helped them through their journey, or was their journey through discovering sexuality and exploring sexuality and learning about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have a favorite fic from your past? I mean, your history? Because I have one that I'm embarrassed that I was obsessed with. Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> Please tell me yours, because okay. I can only think of ones that I don't want to say yeah. loud. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, my, like, I think my most formative fic was, I mean, that'd be a great podcast. What was your formative fic? I yeah. know. So my I most, still think we need to start a podcast where we read, just read stuff, some, yeah. but under pseudonyms. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my most, my most formative fic was, um, it's like, I don't know how many thousands of words long, because it was broken up into like, Dozens of chapters is one of those fics. Oh, okay. It goes on. It's like serialized. It goes on forever. Yep. yep. Um, it was a total Gary Stu, Seventh Heaven fanfic. 
amazing. And it was gay. Why is that embarrassing? Well, well, well A, I mean, it, it totally, like, I mean, like, I was, uh, you know, super closet repressed mm-hmm. evangelical Christian kid growing up. And right. so, like, that was, like, all the fic was about. Um, the, the, it was really about this, like, this, the author, I imagine, like, inserted their, their aspirational self into the fic as. Of course. Um, the eventual um, boyfriend and lover of Simon, who's like the middle or mm-hmm. the, the younger son. Right. Was that son. Jesse, whatever? Uh, the blonde one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he, it was just this whole, I, I think the whole reason why I was like, I was obsessed with it because I had a big crush on Simon. Exactly. And the character was gay and Asian. Mm-hmm. I was like, these are all the things. Even though I like, <laughs> the character like, like, like when you first meet the character, he's like wearing like red contacts. And yes, <laughs> it's like oh my gosh, super dead on hot topic. Need which... to talk about. <laughs> you didn't see this because you were tabling oh, yeah, uh-huh. and selling all your wares. But um, Cecil Baldwin from Welcome oh, yeah, to Night Vale uh-huh. read mm. a fan fiction <gasps> aloud at wow. the opening ceremonies, and it was amazing. Oh, it was about God. this vampire girl who goes to Hogwarts and what she wears every morning, and um. Wait, this wait is this is this the, oh, the maybe it's famous okay, well there's a really famous fanfic that's like often described as the worst fanfic and it's like oh it's probably it okay great yeah it's amazing it's so <laughs> good and i mean by being bad but yeah, like uh-huh. we were all that 13 year old girl uh, at yeah. some point uh-huh. in our lives yeah um yeah no and then she has sex with draco and then mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the good charlotte concert yes, yes, yeah yes, definitely yes. Uh-huh. um and then she uh, goes and, to the great like, hall like, and, and she and has there's a lot of like evanescence in that right or something like that it's all um good charlotte it's okay, all about okay. Good Charlotte. And then, like, Draco, like, sings her Good Charlotte and things like that. Um, and then uh, my favorite line was when she goes to the Great Hall the next morning for breakfast and she decides she opts for uh, Count Chocula's cereal, but, but with blood instead of milk. <laughs> and then she also gets a glass of blood. Um, <laughs> and then Harry comes by and spills it all over, but don't worry, he's totally gothed out. And then she, like, has this conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which goth boy would she should yeah. she go for? Uh-huh. The true Slytherin or the hot Gryffindor? Oh my god! It's amazing. <laughs> I didn't stay till the end, so I don't know what happens. But I need to find it. Yes. Um, it was so so good it and probably hilarious. Will not be that hard for you. No, 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 no. Um, yes, and Cecil Baldwin was, of course, amazing and mm-hmm. hilarious. I just read, I think, on IO9 that he revealed that he is HIV positive. Really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Uh. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for coming out. Or, totally. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if he was straight or queer. I don't know actually now because he's a positive video. Literally, with everybody, everybody that I know who is on or has been on, I mean, I, I, I yeah, uh, on Night Vale is queer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all their spinoff podcasts are queer. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale is a queer podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, but I feel like the writers, the original writers are not. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. It's awesome. And what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Because my, because I'm in a Sarah discordant relationship. I'm like, yay. Pause guys. Yay. I wasn't sure what the preferred like phrase for that. I mean, I, I, I've said Sarah discordant, oh, yeah. but it's so like, t- like medical and technical. Oh you yeah. Know? I love it because it's so ivory tower. Yeah. And I'm like, put me in at uh-huh. the top and lock me in. I am the Rapunzel <laughs> of knowledge. Yes. yes. <laughs> um so totally so that's why right. i love it i don't know people probably do like posneg or i don't mm-hmm. know much more 
accessible mm-hmm. language, but I love Sero Discordant because okay. I love Discord <laughs> and I love Sero. Um, yeah. Okay. That was great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that had a good, um, resonance with the panel because everyone had been there and heard it mm-hmm. and they like they contrasted, um, like Graham Norton throwing fan fiction in the face of C- Benedict Cumberbatch when he was on his show. He like oh, read yeah. him. Some, uh-huh. I, I didn't know about this. He like read him some fan fiction and it was very embarrassing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that being kind of someone shaming 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 someone else with Uh yeah with fan fiction um when clearly like that fan fiction was someone admiring benedict cumberbatch and loving him and writing down their fantasy for people who had that fantasy and Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't have been an attack on it shouldn't be have been used as an attack on benedict cumberbatch it Mm -hmm. should have been shown as an example of the profound and personal effect that you have as a public figure on people's lives, especially mm-hmm. people's fantasy lives, which yeah. we can record and share with everyone in the mm-hmm. world now. Thanks, information nerds. Yeah. I always forget that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like. I have a really good friend who likes who recommends a lot of fanfic to me, and I don't. I always forget that not everyone is like super out about like their kinks. Totally. Stuff, that was another thing know? that we talked about yeah. in that panel about how so much of fan fiction is like shamed or yeah. or secret because it is so personal and mm-hmm. so um yeah, so personal and, and so often something that we are closeted about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even as straight people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what were you gonna say about kinks and stuff? Oh no, it was just like I like like I I just remember like 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 um I think I was. I think it was actually one of our original um, uh, podcasts where we were we were kind mm-hmm. of doing those dramatic readings of, of some slash fic, and I, I thanked that person on Facebook for like recommending it because I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Right, and they were like, "Actually, like my grandma's on Facebook. Think you should take that off." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was this thing. It was it was interesting because like you know I, yeah, because like I, I wouldn't have put two to two together that someone would have been embarrassed for someone to find out that they had read something. Right. You know? Right. But I guess you have to go seek it out. Right. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the other things that we talked about, the, that we talked about, that the panel talked about mm-hmm. and the audience participated in a little bit, um, was the, um, how fan fiction is like cultural participation in the mythologies that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, they are valid instances like reboots retellings Mm -hmm. any reboot or retelling is a fan fiction so fan fiction is a reboot and a retelling Mm -hmm. of a story you can cast yourself you can frame Mm -hmm. a great story in your context um so you can you know read yourself Mm -hmm. in so in media that is predominantly pale and male as they said in Mm -hmm. the uh panel you can um flip the script and make it about a person of color or a Mm -hmm. woman or that sort of thing um Mm -hmm. queer person um and that it adds validity and that that um that the community that forms around that is one that will do things like and they cited this specifically create the coded so that it could be uh let through the studio system Mm -hmm. but um coded lesbian relationships in ghostbusters Mm. um and that like the guy the writer of ghostbusters is this Mm -hmm. big like sort of slash fic fan and like wanted that in the movie and um and and so that you know the the training ground of fan fiction 
leads to queer representations in media, mm -hmm. even if that's coded. And, and perhaps the fact that it is coded is something that the kind of DL nature of fan fiction legitimizes. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I I, I resonate all, all, all of that. I mean, like the, the primary thing that I was selling... Uh, at at FlameCon was um, a slash coloring book um, yes. that I created that you know has a whole bunch of slash pairings that I'm obsessed with, um, and uh, the reason why I was like I I mean who doesn't love a good slash fic? No, but, and that's the thing. Yeah. Everyone loved a good fla slash fic. Yeah. The thing that I always tell people when they are tabling, uh, especially if they're not having a good time this year, is. You need something that people will fall in love with mm -hmm. in the amount of time that they are at your table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And slash fiction speaks mm -hmm. so deeply to well, us. And, and also the interesting thing, mean, so, so like, like I remember when I was putting together my, my slash fiction um, uh, thingy uh, was that like I, w I was posting, I was trying to crowdsource, you know, a bunch of the pairings because I wanted to make sure that, because, you know, I have my own biases in terms of, you know, like right. which fandoms I'm a part of. Right. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting a wide kind of like birth. And um, a lot of the um, pairings that I was getting, and it's kind of like ironic now with like the, the, the work where like these lines that we draw in fiction, in, in, in fanfic and slashfic, um, where a lot of people were, were suggesting canon queer relationships, like Wiccan and Hulkling. Oh, interesting, um, yeah. And like Willow and Tara, and you know, yeah. like, um, or Korosami, which is, you know, huge. Yeah, totally. Um, but then I'm kind of a slash purist in that, like, I very much feel like that the, the action of slash is mm -hmm. to find subtext. Right. Um, to, to dig underneath the surface to find, like, where, like, where you can create a story about a homoerotic relationship, um, but you don't change the, the root kind of, like, core of those characters. So then what happens to the canonical queer relationships? Those, that's just fanfic. That's, that's just, just fanfic. fanfic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to slash fic. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, like, so slash is, is always, for me, um, an active querying or something. Okay. You know, it's just yeah. more, I feel like it's more subversive than just like, you know, rehashing things that have already been like put out by the creators, which is right. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can find a lot of things in there, but you know, slash yeah. is always about like putting that queer eye on. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like you wrote this story for you, but this is what it means for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. Um, I did love that you had a Mako Wu page. I'm the, I feel like I'm the only, like, super, I, no, I, me, I know, me, okay. me, me, okay, good. me, 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 they did, like, the Korosami wedding, and then they had, like, Mako and Wubu, and then be like, well, we're just gonna go hang out together, yeah. and I was like, in bed, and bone, <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah. that too, Mako well, and Well, I mean, basically, if, like, so just note to all animators, and even, like, live action directors, if at any point, two characters of the same gender, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, fireman carry another, or not fireman? <laughs> fireman but, carry. So like you know, but like you know, scoop someone up, you know, and, and carry them like a baby. You will you will launch a thousand ships. Yes, because like that. It's there like... are a million little gay kids who want that to be them mm -hmm. in the arms of whatever strapping character exactly. uh, is lifting up the other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely agreed. Uh, so good, so cute. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, yeah, um, that was, that was a panel that I went to, um, because someone asked me to go and cover it and, and mm -hmm. make notes about it. And it was so good. Um, the other panel that I went to was on diversity in comics and it was with some of the best comic creators uh, around yeah. today. Um, my biggest, so my biggest like comic book crush, creator crush is Greg Pak, who was yes, on the panel. He like, was on the panel. Yeah. Very and, cool. Yeah. And, and the thing that I love about Greg Pak, um, uh, 
besides his awesome writing, is the fact that I'm convinced that he has this like secret conspiracy to queer the Marvel universe one Hercules pairing at a time. Mm-hmm. Because like under Greg Pak, Hercules has boned North Star, <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> I think there was, there was like one other. That was the other thing yeah. at his table. Like he's like he had his box of like all of the comics that he read. Yeah, and like on the front was Extreme X Men, Wolverine, uh, and Hercules. Yeah, that's my it's my favorite Extreme X Men. They are one of my favorite queer mm-hmm. canonically queer couples that like don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, my, one of my favorites, and they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have a specific list of characters that don't exist. <laughs> um, but I could. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, Steve Orlando was on it. Um, nice. Yes. Um, Who is now on, um, shoot, Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and who else was there? People whose names I'm forgetting. The awesome lady who writes, um, Jem. Which is oh, one of my cool. favorite uh-huh. comic books. I have not read any of it yet. But oh my gosh, it's... you need to. It's so perfect. Everyone is a sinner. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't. Oh, and Terry Blass, who is rising star. Um, he's uh, gonna have in 2018 a comic book about murder at a fat at a fat camp. <gasps> I know it's gonna be great. Um, yeah, it almost reminds me of somebody, one of my friends picked up a. Um, a flyer for a, a theater show that's happening in New York City called uh, Murder in Aisle 4, the food co- So it's, it's, yes. a, it's a murder mystery that happens at a food co-op, which I think is so Brooklyn. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and the last person on the panel is someone, again, whose name I can't... Wait a second, I have this program. You keep talking. Tell me about this food co-op. Oh, um, well, so food co-ops are a thing that happens in New York City where people join a club and they sometimes volunteer to work hours and to donate, donate their time in order to <laughs> be able to <laughs> yeah i'm finding it i'm finding it oh here we go heather hogan oh yeah cool yeah um i forget what yeah, she I draws feel like i have a really i have a real big problem with oh not wait maybe being, not not reading indie comics. maybe it was amy reader oh and sophie campbell is who writes um oh. gem yeah great um, I think she was the, she's the illustrator on, um, Patsy Walker. <gasps> I've been meaning to read Patsy. Everyone tells me Patsy Walker it's is so the best. It's so good. It's like Squirrel Girl and Patsy. It's like where it's at. Totally, totally. Yeah. And Kate Leth, um, is the writer behind, mm-hmm. um, Patsy Walker and she's cool. so good. The other thing that I love about FlameCon is that all of like the, like the raunchy, like 18 plus comics that, yeah. I scour the internet for totally like there, and you buy them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they say this is the eighteen plus section, and then they show you. Mm-hmm. 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 And there was a little little queer uh, Wiccan in like an amazing costume on Saturday uh-huh. who came with his mom. It was it was the adorable. most adorable thing. In yes, the world. Yeah. it was like ah uh, baby. Yeah, gay babies. Um, yeah, and, and those were the panels that I went to, and they were mm-hmm. all amazing. Um, what about you? What really? What really got your eye? Oh, I mean, I mean, it was weird because I, I was, you know, I was, Tied I was table. not stuck at the table. I was gladly okay because I was there think, yeah. to take <laughs> your, your place whenever you need to do something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it was it was great. Um, but I, it was so there was some like kind of amazing things happened to me. Like there was this. So I recently found out that I am kind of um, next building over neighbors with. Um, Daniel Ketchum, who is an editor at Marvel, Ooh. and um, we met at like a New York City Comic Con like ages ago, like five, mm-hmm. six years ago, yeah. and 
um, through like a, a mm-hmm. mutual friend, and then like I Facebook friended him, and I just like oh, he accepted, but I accepted it was I mm-hmm. I assumed it's one of those things where right. like you accept someone and you're like never you're, like, right 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 yeah well and that's the thing it's that thing where like you see him from the vantage point of. Um, his job yeah. Yeah. gives him a pe- it puts him on a pedestal yeah, exactly. right whereas he just sees you as his neighbor and he's like yeah, yeah i know you're my neighbor and you're well, like things how I... do you know my name well, senpai well, well, a, i mean well, i mean <laughs> yes but i mean we weren't neighbors at the time oh okay yeah oh okay yeah. cool because yeah when i met him i was still living in, in manhattan oh, right. but uh the so i was so i was just like because i I guess my big thing was I've been fanning out and like, he's been like, like, you know, I've been a huge fan of his, of his editing work and I've read, read a, lot, a lot of interviews that he's, you know, um, given and I've always been impressed by how like smart and like well-spoken and like, you know, it's like woke he is. Um, and, uh, and it was just like such a great gratification that he like unsolicited came up to my table and was like, Hey Jason. I'm like, Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, adorable. I yeah, it was yes. pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and even, it's so interesting. Um, just thinking back to fan fiction, because if mm-hmm. nothing else, this con has made me start thinking of everything as fan fiction. Um, like the con, mm-hmm. Con is the fan fiction of comic conventions. Yeah. Um, just that, uh, even that right there, that interpretation of that interaction is mm-hmm. a little bit of fan fiction. Oh my right? God, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I understand... What it means to you uh, that mm-hmm. that fan fiction is a result of what it means to you, but it yeah. does. You know, you posted your joy of that mm-hmm. on Facebook, and you were concerned about Daniel seeing it. Yeah, yes, I still am concerned about Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you can go uh, change the settings yeah. if you want. Um, but um, yeah, but it is. It's one of those things where getting a view into mm-hmm. people's minds is a very personal thing. Yeah, and it's also kind of like, it's it's an interesting, th- I mean like, like so one of the things I love about FlameCon, it's also one of the things that I loved about DragonCon when I was mm-hmm. going regularly, when I, I went like two years in a row. <laughs> like five years Come back. I know, I didn't really need to. Um, so, but yeah, so, uh, is is the sense of community. And I feel mm-hmm. like the best cons that, you know, I've been to or heard of are the ones that have a really strong sense of community. Right. Um, right. And FlameCon is like definitely one of those places where like, totally. Like, you go and, like, the random people that you end up, like, tabling next to become, like, your con buddies. And, totally. Like, and you become friends with them. Yes. And, like, and then sometimes you have friends in common from college. Yeah. It's super, <laughs> super crazy random. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so way to go, FlameCon. Way to yeah. go, FlameCon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. Um, come, everyone, if you can, if you didn't. Um, Rami said she might come next year. <gasps> Shout out to Rami, who's not listening to this, but we um. love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so is there anything else you want to talk about touch on um it was great to meet all of the people that i admire mm-hmm. um i did not get to all of them um but i got oh to, i also want to give a, a yeah. really strong shout out to um ginger rogers and all the performers from the opening night party oh my gosh so good so like erica clash that's who did the great eye makeup for Mm pac-man and miss nerd Mm -hmm. new york city yeah and so like i like i I, i've always loved drag culture but Mm -hmm. i feel like um like like i feel like drag culture has like is like peaking at this really interesting performative level Mm -hmm. where it's not just about you know realness or performing a gender mm, or, mm-hmm. or like or like passing or whatnot right. it's 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 entering this like you know really like 
witty and smart, like performative level, which I'm like really yeah. super into. And combining that with geek stuff was like so so good. So and it good. was my favorite part was when they gave us the sing along because they played the mm-hmm. Sailor Moon theme song. And yeah, every person in that club sang along to it. Mm-hmm. It was so good. The only thing I wish they had done was had a Steven Universe one. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to mm-hmm. like figure out how to do that sort of thing so I could yeah. totally do a gem one. But <laughs> a later time. Later yes. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that has been our FlameCon recap. Woohoo! Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, do you remember all of our stuff since we don't do have not, a Word yeah. document up in front of us? Well, so if you want to contact <laughs> us, you can always tweet at us. Um, we are on the Twitters. Um, you can tweet us at QPDPod, or you can reach um, Anthony at at KunSanguin, K-U-H-N-S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thanks. And yeah. you can reach me at Queriously. That's queer, q u e double e. Q-U- no, that was three E's. Q-U-E-R-I-O-U-S-L-Y. Queeriously. The other thing is, one of the big things that happened at FemCon this year is that we were exchanging Instagrams with everyone. And I think that's part of like being meeting people through the tabling system. And so it's all artists. And so they are all in visual stuff. And I realized that my Instagram handle is not my, it's not Kuhn Sanguin. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was, but it's just Anthony.Kuhns. Uh-huh. So, uh, that's Anthony dot the first five letters yeah. of my name. Uh-huh. What do, what's your Instagram? It's Curiously. Curiously. Yeah. Oh, good branding. Thank you. <laughs> Although I've been recently shifting stuff to Sensational as well. Oh, I, I love on, Sensational. On, on Tumblr, I'm, I'm Sensational. Now, as someone who's consanguine, you would expect me to prefer yeah. Sensational. <laughs> um, if you want to read what we write, uh-huh. we uh, write at scarletbetch.com and we repost to geeksout.org, which is how we are such big flame con flame heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also have a podcast called Play by Play. It's the best plays you've never heard of. And the people who make them and if you want to email us you can email us at queerpresentdanger at gmail.com <laughs> i've been jason and i've been anthony and you were in queer and present danger bye, 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 bye.